0: Hello everyone, Gaprogman here. Just before we start, I wanted to say this is another look into Resident Evil 2 Remake. As such, spoilers, swears, and potentially horrible descriptions of things are about to happen, so obviously skip this one if any of those things could cause you any issues, okay? Cool. Hey, Squidge, um, we've had a little bit of listener feedback on these short Resi 2 Remake episodes, mm. and um, I think the most important question we've had so far is, why were we talking about misdirects?
1: Misdirect. Oh, that's a quick Mister X. Can I take a random guess? Was it Joe that asked that?
0: It may have been Jay Z. Yeah.
1: That's that was okay. Unofficial Jay Z. Uh, Misdirects is Mister X said really fast. Pretty much it.
0: everyone and welcome back to another short episode of the waffling tailors all about the resident evil 2 remake i am one of your hosts uh i forgot my name for a second there i do apologize (laughs) (laughs) and with me as always except for the times when he's not here except for the times when he is here but then there's times when he's not here it is squidgy say hello Squidge.
1: hello squidgy
0: oh yes oh yes like i said at the top there uh, this is the i think the third part that's right in it squidge mm-hmm. okay so this is the third part in our little short series on the resident evil 2 remake uh, just because um well i'm a huge fan of resident evil 2 i've played the resident evil 2 remake at this point um i've now played it for what would you say about two or three hours squidge
1: your safe before i took over it to do finding stuff it was uh an hour and 40
0: okay that's considerably less than what i thought but that's fine so I was playing as playing as Claire, wasn't I?
1: Playing as Claire with that need launcher yes. and damn hips.
0: Right. I mean, uh, yeah, if you want to get like that, but yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> um, so to give you some kind of clue, listeners, um, uh, I had been playing Claire scenario A. Uh, Squidgy had done me the honor of giving me uh, a much better pistol. Um, I'm sure he could tell us what that was in a moment, oh. uh, but he, he'd given me that to play with, as it were, um, and I'd gotten as far as like your first interaction with Mr. X. Yeah. And then um, I kind of gave up at that point because I needed to go home. Um, <laughs> but I also had a quick go on the fourth survivor mode that Squidgy had unlocked, which is the Hunk game, which is loads of fun. Uh, We'll get on to that in a moment where we talk about how far we each got through it. But yes.
1: Resident Evil 2.
0: What I want to say is, uh, as of, I think, yesterday, as of of the recording of this episode, uh, you had told me that you'd finished Leon B and got an S rank. Yes. Which, I mean, that's that's an achievement, that is.
1: Three hours, nine minutes.
0: Incredibly well done. Three hours and nine minutes.
1: Uh, I'll just add something else to that as well. The the final boss were Leon. There was a secret achievement. Now, when you look at the achievements, trophy list, Steam achievements, whatever you want to call it, there is a, there is a secret achievement which is linked to the final battle mm-hmm. in Claire and Leon. Now, in Claire, it's take out the following version of G with more than three minutes left on the clock. And you're given, mm-hmm. quite nicely, you're given a Gatling gun to fight him with. And you're on the um, the transport lift with the tram with Sherry inside, and you're fighting him, and he's outside and he's chasing you. I got that. It took me a while. It took me a couple of attempts, but I got it. When I got the S rank, the three hours and nine minutes, there is an achievement for taking down a mutated Mister X. Obviously, this whole thing's a spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, but a mutated Mr. X, you've got to take him down with less with more than five minutes left on the clock. When the countdown timer starts, you've got 10 minutes. I took Mr. X down in one minute and 12 seconds. Wow. And I might add, I was low on the right kind of ammunition. So strategic uses of flamethrower, which isn't very good against him, considering one of his arms on fire.
0: Okay, so you beat Mr. X. Mm-hmm. You got the, the achievement, the secret achievement for beating Mr. X within five minutes or whatever it was a minute or something hmm. that's really cool but you've also done Claire B as well so you've essentially done the a and b games for both of the main characters right yes well i mean you don't mess about so we're recording this sunday 10th of feb so the game has been out for uh, 20 days
1: it came out on the 25th of january
0: Five ten so 15 days. Okay, so let's yeah. pretend that I can do maths. Um, <laughs> so it's been out for 15 days.
1: I think it's it's either 25th or 29th, one of the two. can't remember. It's not long. It be not been out long, put it that way.
0: You completed it very, very, very quickly, I must say. Um, hmm. it, you know, you've done really well. Not as quickly as some of the other games, but then I guess I get the feeling that there is a lot in this game for you to have done.
1: There is, like, main achievements... There is in-game achievements to unlock, like, concept art and 3D models Mm -hmm. and what have you. And there's also in-game achievements for, like, there's three or four weapons you can get infinite ammo with. Mm -hmm. Which, I've got one of them. This is going to sound really odd, but I've got an infinite use of the knife. (laughs) The combat knife, which means that, because I've only played it, and I don't mind saying this, I've only played it on assisted so far. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just play it unassisted to get the to experience the story so I didn't struggle too much I also wanted to get a feel of what I needed to do so progression of things so I get used to the puzzles and what. Have you. Um, then I found out if you destroyed 15 mr raccoon statues like moving statues if you destroyed all 15 once you started the game after that in the inventory box you got a hardened combat knife which you've got an infinite use on so it doesn't degrade to a point where if a zombie goes to bite you and you use it as a self-defense weapon then you kill the zombie you pick up that knife again and it's got infinite like durability on it which considering the next step for me is to go onto standard mode it means that instead of killing zombies i can manipulate the movement animation so where they're standing up when they burst through a door when they go around a corner the first time you see them, if you run by them, they won't react here. So if I'm being quick, I won't have to use that much ammunition. And if they do grab me, I can stab them, kill them, then get my knife back in quick order so I can speed up the time of completing it, which means I can unlock more infinite weapons and get better grades on high difficulties.
0: Okay. That's cool. So is that your next your next thing, Squidgy? Are you going to be trying the uh, the, the next level up? For the difficulty settings, or are you going to take a look at the um, the fourth survivor and try and finish that?
1: I'm going to go the next difficulty up, and I'm going to try and get a minimum of an A rank. Because when you complete either one or both A games with A ranks, you unlock fourth survivor Tofu, Ooh. which I haven't unlocked yet. If you complete one B game on whatever difficulty, you unlock uh, Hunk, which is what I've done. I want to unlock Tofu, and then I want to go through both of them all in one go, see if I can get them both.
0: Okay, that's really cool. What about Fourth Survivor then? I know that I tried it, and I know that you tried it. I was just wondering. So we'll talk about how well we each did with the uh, Fourth Survivor mode. Really well in your your instance, not so much for me. Um, uh, Although I did manage to get you an achievement, didn't I? But we'll talk about that in a second. So with Fourth Survivor mode, it's essentially hunk, isn't it? And you start in the se- in the sewers, similar to how you did in the OG version. You have to fight your way up through the sewers into the RPD building and up to the roof. Is that right?
1: Your original destination is the front doors, but by the time you get to the front doors, they're barricaded and you're told to go to the roof, but by the time you get to the front door, Mr. X is already chasing you. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I will actually, I'll I'll give you credit. You, you played that Fall Survivor not knowing where you were going because you didn't get far enough in the game to know the actual layout. So you didn't know where you were going. You didn't fight half of the enemies that you came across. And you did do you did do pretty well, although you did panic a bit.
0: For the people who who want to know how far I got, I got as far as the RPD uh, reception hall. So the idea is that you start in the, like I say, you start in the sewers, you have to fight your way up the sewers into the uh, into the parking garage, and then through the RPD building, and up onto the roof or whatever and i got as far as the rpd uh reception hall and i think through into one or two of the rooms and then mr x got me as i was running around a corner which was a bit a bit of a shame pro tip that i will give anyone who wants to try it don't waste your ammo you're gonna need it later on (laughs) so um you know squidgy said that i went through it without really shooting that much i did start it by going oh look a zombie Kaboom! And then I ran out of ammunition. So don't do that. Um,
1: Yeah, quick public safety announcement. There are no pickups in Fall Survivor, you know.
0: What I will say is I managed to get you an achievement, didn't I? So there's a bit in in the sewers where I want to say it's one of the mutations of G. There's like a pair of them there and you have to run between them. I didn't manage to run between them. But I managed to stab one of them with the uh with that combat knife and kill it. Yeah. Which got you the achievement. And the achievement is literally kill the one of the manifest manifestations of G with a combat knife.
1: It was one of the um like in game record achievements, not actual not actual like console achievement, but it's an in game record achievement. I would have struggled doing that myself.
0: There we go, you see I'm just that good, I did it accidentally.
1: Fell ass backwards into a mini achievement.
0: That's it, pretty much. So um, I remember watching you do it, Squidge, after I tried it. And on your first go, you almost finished it, which I was really impressed by. Because, so uh, like Squidge said, you get to the the RPD reception room, the the reception of the RPD building. And the next room you can go into, you know, you hear the familiar... (laughs) Mr X thumping his way through the building stomping his way through the building and you have to run through and try to get around him and get up the stairs and uh, you got almost you got to the last sort of the last room came out of it turned the wrong way and got your head chopped off by a liquor or something
1: yeah um, I got into the first floor reception room um, and there was four zombies I managed to dodge my way through I was on caution I went to danger And I kind of heard in the next room there was a liquor, and I thought, as long as I go the right direction, I should be able to run by him because it's a short distance. Instead of going the right direction, I went the wrong direction. I tried to turn around, the liquor jumped at me, and it was game over. And then, you know, shortly after that, I look on my YouTube feed and I see that people have done, especially Tofu, but they've done the hunk for the survivor game without taking any damage. And then I actually watched that, and my jaw hit the floor. And then my my brain followed suit. I couldn't believe it.
0: I don't know whether you heard mine just then when you dropped that bomb, <laughs> but mine did the same.
1: I'm like, what? That's just yeah. mad. In, I think it's like six minutes, six or seven minutes. Wow, they did it. The the the. I think I think there's a world record for doing it, just getting to the end, and it's like five minutes odd, something like that that fast and that's obviously their dodge game was on point i haven't watched that one yet but i've watched the no damage one but if, if you ever get chance if you go on youtube just well records for Evil 2 remake. some of them are absolutely insane someone's played right no word of a lie someone's played resident evil 2 remake no damage knife only on hardcore about an hour and 20 minutes wow that includes bosses with just a knife i've, I've no clue that is amazing I would rather try and at least get through one of the games on standard myself before watching some of them and realise that, you know, what I thought was good skills is just pitiful compared to these people who've poured so much time into it and learnt stuff and what have you. I'd, I'd rather try and complete it on the normal mode before doing that. <laughs>
0: So, Scrooge, um, what are your thoughts on the Leon B in the remake versus Leon B in the uh, original version?
1: Um, Leon B in the remake, the essentially the only thing that changes when it comes to the A and B is how you get to the police station. You do get access to, if you know what you're doing, you can access the armory early. So with Leon, you get a magnum. With Clay, you get a submachine gun. Um, you can access that early. The minute you go into the star's office in game B, which is quite near the beginning, when you walk out of it, because you've got to go buy it to do more of the story stuff, Mr. X shows up. So you get an, you get an extended segment at the beginning where Mr. X is chasing you, where I'll, I'll just call him Green Twatty Face from now on. So there's an extended section where Green Twatty McTrilby Face chases you, and then he dies down a bit. And then when you pour the water on the helicopter, it starts the standard chasing section which everyone should be used to by now. But there's an imminent sense of danger, and it's there throughout until you get with Leon, until you get out of the parking garage, with Claire, until you get through the orphanage. You've got double the amount of greenbook twatty face to deal with, with very little ammunition, you know. So you've, you've got to be aware of useful ways how to dodge him, how to maybe trick him into attacking and running around him, that kind of thing.
0: But then presumably, by this point, um, you've done at least one of the E-storylines, so you know kind of how to do that. It's just ramping up the difficulty, I guess.
1: Ish, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and look online for um, tips and tricks, how to get around him especially. But I found like the difference between Leon and Claire is Leon is harder to dodge him. Because Claire, you get access to a grenade launcher and grenade rounds. and you get a definite pushback when you hit him with either a flame round or an acid round. It's a definite pushback. Um, acid's better for stunning him. You get less time, but then you can run by him if you use a, a flame round. He's on fire, and fire can kill you in this. Um, with Leon, you've either got to get a couple of direct hits with a shotgun to the face, throw, or you can throw a flash grenade. The problem with the flash grenades is when once you throw it at his feet, he gets blinded, and then he starts swinging wildly. And if you leave it too long, he gets straight back up and starts going for you. If you run directly towards him but choose the wrong direction, he can punch you to the floor. So in that regard, Green McTwatty face is quite hard to dodge by. Um, unless you know like specific little tricks to go around him. But Leon and Claire, I'd say all in all, Claire's the easiest ge- the easier game, which is which is the same for the original Resident Evil 2. Claire seems to be a little bit easier. Um, She gets access to the grenade launcher. There's plenty of ammunition for it. Um, When you play as Leon, um, you get the magnum, but not as many rounds for it as Claire gets for a grenade launcher. So you've got to use them strategically. So between the OG and the remake, it seems like Leon's got the shittier end of the stick, if you will, in terms for surviving. But Claire's got the... I don't know, in, in the remake, I, I feel more, as as a player playing it, I, I feel more responsible for Sherry, because obviously she's young, she can't defend herself, and in the section in the remake where your players are, it's not zombies or dogs you che- you're, you're trying to run away from, Chief Hines is chasing you, and once he grabs you, he'll do very nasty things. Obviously, it's not implied. Um, well, it's not said directly, but it's sort of implied. He's not best pleased with her. That, that's sort of like the main difference between a and b is how you get up to the the helicopter after that it's pretty much the same as the, the the a story so it's just the intro that's different which i can understand obviously i didn't want to spend too much time doing new maps new puzzles you know if it's just the same but you've had a, a harder start so it'll make the rest of the game harder you know I, I think that's better than creating entirely new maps towards the end of the game or battle mechanics or what have you um, so that those are the main differences between the A and the B game. The B game in the original, compared to the B game in the remake, in the original you start off in a different side of the the precinct. Um and it's only in the B games where you come across a green McTwatty face. In the A game you don't have to fight him, but you you don't have to fight him, you get a couple of yeah, a couple of boss battles, you get one of them with an embryo that William leaves for you. And then you fight, obviously, Berkin later on in the labs. In the B game, you flip-flop between fighting Green Mctwattyface and William as he sort of transforms. So you see more of his transformations. So it's more boss battles all around, or miniature boss battles. And the story drastically changes when you get to the labs, depending on who you, who you play as. So with Claire, the tram stops, you get out to investigate and the tram keeps going. But at this point, Sherry's still ill. She's been infected, so you need to get back to the tram to try and get her. You also need to make the the antivirus. You also need to get the tram at the bottom going. So put the plugs back in and get that sorted, open the doors, at which point you fight the original Green McTwatty face and all his rippled muscle vein showing glory glory you get into the tram you speed off and then at the end of that Birkin has clamped onto the back of the tram as massive blob Birkin. and you've got to kill him and then get out because the the tram's gonna explode pretty pretty similar in the in the b game uh sort of like the, the end of boss battle in the b game the the remake in the original you you fight all them in the remake you go through the same steps in the B game, until you get to the tram at the bottom. So you fight the same boss. So as Leon, you fight a mutated Mr. X. As Claire, you fight William as normal. Then you get to the tram at the bottom, but there's a section at the end of that where you're at the tram. They all meet up. They're all happy to be there. And then there's a shake. You go through a door to investigate. There's like the original. There's an item box there where you can jiggle your items around, you go through a different room and then Birkin jumps onto the rear end of the train and you've got to lay into him. When you're playing as Claire, you should have a Gatling gun at this point with a varying amount of rams. With Leon, you've got a a rocket launcher with at least three rams. I found that when playing as Leon, it was harder to kill Birkin fourth stage, which is the giant blob, Because he clamps onto the the train. And what you've got to do is you've got to lay into him. He has got weak points. So there are eyes that show up. But only briefly. So you've got to shoot weak points until the middle part where all the teeth are and the claws. The eye shows up. And that's his weak spot. And the first time I did that, I laid everything into him. And I had no ammo left and he ate me. Which I I wasn't pleased about it. Um, So I went back on. I was a bit more strategic about it. And I ended up actually killing him with my pistol. Because I... I used everything else to lay into him, to show his weak spot, and then I just absolutely went for it, shooting him. Which, incidentally, if you play as Claire B, the first weapon you pick up is the SSA Colt. I will link this back in a second. And you use different types of ammunition, which is a higher caliber ammunition, but obviously you can rapid fire. With Leon, which is quite cool, you get a different pistol. And whenever you aim, he aims with one arm slightly to a side.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I was I was trying to, you know, when, when I was in the, the ending fight, I was trying to do that. And I think it was because I was using that pistol. It's more powerful, but slower. I had a number of gunpowders left, so I created a lot of pistol ammo. I got my, um, my Matilda out, and I fully upgraded the Matilda. So all, all I had to do was tap it, and it was like a rapid fire. And that was just enough. Because if he gets to you and a tentacle grabs you, that's it—you're dead. But I killed him just as he got to me, so I made it through by the skin of my teeth. But I, I did—I did kill him, and you get a separate ending, which is pretty cool. It's—it's um—it's a really cute ending, I will say. Um, I'm not gonna say anything if if you want to see the ending, by all means, go on YouTube and look it up.
0: Overall, then Squidge, what are your thoughts on? The remake of Resident Evil Two versus the OG version, like, like if if you were sitting here now, now let's imagine that that someone who has played the the PlayStation version is sitting with you and saying, "Should I get the remake for PS4, Xbox, PC, whatever? Uh-huh. Would you recommend that they get it?" If you would. What what would you recommend they get it for? Like like not 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 the the platform, but like what features would they would they get the most out of it if they are a pre existing fan?
1: I would say get it because it's a, a reimagining of an original. Um, it's been done. You can tell it's been done with care. You can tell that the people who are involved really cared about it. You can tell that they are referred back to the originals. It's a a faithful retelling of the original game with modern-style graphics. Modern-style gameplay that does Resident Evil 2 justice. It's not just like a copy-paste, let's make this into like a Gears of War third-person ducking undercover and stuff. It will have you... It'll have your heart racing, it'll have you trying to solve puzzles at the speed of sound, it'll have you running blindly into, into corridors not knowing that Lickers are in there. It'll have you, most importantly, it'll have you caring for the characters, no matter which character you choose to play as. Depending on your game style, gameplay, if you want to play the original experience or not, the bonus soundtrack is always fun. Um, I played Leon's game with the bonus soundtrack enabled. I played Claire's game, both A and B, with it disabled because that's the first one I played as. I was one of the 26% who chose Claire as their first character instead of Leon um, because the statistics for that kind of thing.
0: That's really cool. I just want to interrupt real quick. Um, So for the folks who don't know, the uh, RE.net is essentially the official web service for resident evil uh, when you play the game it collects anonymous stats on the game and the anonymous stats are how many times you've died um which character you chose to start with the things that you've unlocked and the order in which you unlock them that kind of thing and yeah they let out a tweet about a week and a half ago as we we're recording with the stats of most of the people who are playing this for the first time are choosing leon which is
1: interesting And also, if you go to ARRI.net, there's actually a running tally on how many zombies have been killed. And I can tell you right now, it's in the millions already.
0: Yeah, you were within the 27% of people who chose Claire B. So what I'd like to ask you, Scridge, is obviously I've asked you whether folks should try out the remake if they are fans of the original. But overall, what are your thoughts on the original versus the remake? Like, would you be able to go back and play the original now? now that you've seen it in sort of glorious, or at least the current gen's version of Glorious
1: HD. Uh, Yes, I could quite happily go back and play that because Resident Evil 2, on its many iterations over all different formats, is one of the very first games that I could go on once I knew how to play it. And I can go on it and I can play it if I've got some time to burn, maybe two hours to burn. I can pick it up, choose a character and start playing I enjoy playing it. I enjoy blowing things up, shooting them, make them fly across the screen. Um, you know, employing certain tactics to kill bosses quickly—that that kind of uh, jargon. But it's the kind of game where if if I need to divorce myself from the situation that I find myself in, so I'm going through. If I'm going through a rough patch, mm-hmm. or if I just don't need to think, I can put the game on. I can put headphones on. And I can either listen to a podcast, an audiobook, or some music while playing the game with the TV muted. I can quite happily do that and I can play through the entire thing. And to me, some people might think, well, well, what's the point? It's just wasted time. If your pastime, if you're doing something and you enjoy it or it has a use, it's not a waste of time. So for me, if I've got a spare hour and 40 minutes, hour and 50 minutes, maybe two hours, I'll... I'll load up a, a game of Resident Evil 2 maybe on my GPD or on my PC because I've still got it for PC. I'll I'll get a cross costume on, I'll unlock a fourth survivor, you know, I'll I'll get a spark shot and blow up some zombies and you know, that kind of thing. It's it's still a game that I can go back to. Resident Evil 2 the remake is a game that despite how many times you've played it and even despite on whatever difficulty you're on, you you've still got to have your wits about you you've still got to actively think unless unless you're a speedrunner, where you can just go through and then you know it's it's all second nature and all you know um muscle memory and what have you it's still a game where it can surprise you it's a game where you can burn through ammunition really fast uh zombies and certain enemies can act a, a way that you're not expecting them maybe your dodge didn't work you know so it's not a game where you can go and you think i'll just go on this for like an hour or so or maybe a couple of hours and I'll just complete it because I'll I'll guarantee you this unless you're like a dedicated speed runner, something will not go the same as it did last time. So you'll 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 either be shocked or you'll have to think or you might be on caution for a certain section where you want to be on fine so you won't run as fast or a boss might act a different way or you you might forget to pick something up. Or in my case you might find an extra an extra upgrade for a weapon you didn't realize you could get, which gives you um, an ammo reset, you know? So it's it's one of those where, unless you are you know 100% how to play the game and you can fly through it in less than two hours, Resident Evil 2 Remake is the kind of game where you've got to have your wits about you and you can't really have the sound off either. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would play games that I've played God knows how many times. So if you want an experience where it's going to engage you, whether you want it to or not, Resident Evil 2 Remake is a fantastic example, even with, like, um, extra costumes. If you haven't got the DLC, uh, the the deluxe edition, the extra costumes, I can say, are well worth it because the Noir costumes, where Leon is in a three-piece suit without the jacket and gelled over hair, and Claire's in something similar with a a shirt and you've got, like, the the braces that come over and and a fedora hat. Whenever you choose a Noir costume, you can have a screen filter where it makes them black and white.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I only had that on for 15 minutes today while I was trying to find extra stuff and it made the game harder for me because I don't know what it is just not seeing the colors made it harder. There's
0: also a filter that goes on the screen when you have that on so you can you can't do black and white without this filter. Essentially the filter does this cool thing where the center of the screen's really clear and there's almost like a cone and it gets darker and darker as it goes out to the uh, outer edges of the screen. So it makes sense that uh, I did wonder. Yeah, so it makes sense that you can't really see much. You know, the idea is that it's meant to be uh, filmed on one of those old style cameras, you know? So you're not going to see much towards yeah. the edges because they could, the older, the older, older cameras couldn't capture the light towards the edges of the, of the frame. So that's cool. Okay. then. So I've got, Two more serious questions and then a bunch of you could see them as vaguely silly questions about the okay. about the whole thing. So we have an episode due out after this one is will be dropping. Uh, this one will be dropping within 24 hours, essentially. There's a really quick turnaround on these ones. Uh, but in the episode, a minor spoiler for the episode that folks are about to listen to called Damn Squidge. So if you haven't heard that one, um, and no, if you have heard that one, but you're hearing this one on release day, I don't know how that's happened. But essentially, um, in the episode Damn Squidge, which is due to release in a couple of days as we're recording this, um, and will be released a couple of days after this one goes out, um, the B talks about how he knew about a spoiler, a minor spoiler change to Leon's backstory. Um, now, I remember when we recorded it, uh, Insider Baseball stuff, when we recorded it, you essentially walked away from the recording until I told you that it was that the beard finished telling us what it was um, because you didn't want to know what it was. And essentially the change was in the original version, he was late coming in, like on the PlayStation version, his backstory is that he's late coming into work because he'd gotten drunk because he'd broken up with his girlfriend. Whereas uh, apparently his backstory had changed in the remake too. Um, he hadn't heard anything. So he was waiting around for orders and then just decided to go to Raccoon City anyway. Because uh, he knew that he was being posted there, but he hadn't been told, hey, come on into Raccoon City Police Department and we'll sort yourself out. Did you notice the change at all? And was it just, do you think it was, it was just something that they'd announced and just like, oh yeah, we've made this change?
1: There's not too much of a, a difference in my opinion. Um, I mean, even in the original, I, d- I didn't fully know Leon's backstory. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just arriving. He was a little bit late. He came into the city there was someone on the floor. He checked on them, and then zombies started to ambush him. I didn't know about his. I didn't know about him breaking up with his girlfriend. So that's news to me. Okay, you know you learn something new every day. In the new game, it just kind of seems like he's he's coming into Raccoon City. You know, he's a police officer, but he hasn't got his gear because his gear is at the the RPD. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his new job starting soon. So the first time you control Leon, he's got like his civvies on. Um, apart from like knowing the original like the og resi 2 backstory for leon and the new backstory which is he turns up because he doesn't know when to start there's no real difference to me it's um this is obviously knowledge from both games and i've read the the SD perry novelization now that's obviously based on the game Mm -hmm. and SD perry took a few liberties trying to do a bit of backstory and stuff even in sd perry's version of city of the dead which is a resident evil 2 video game he's running late
0: okay fair enough
1: he's running late he's he's excited um to start working there he knows there's a case of cannibal killers and he's very sort of eager maybe see something that no one else does maybe he impresses the new chief you know maybe he can work together with and it's it's just it's it's just him excited to start his new job. He he doesn't like the cannibal killers. He wants to stop them. So he's very green, but he's very passionate, you know. He he wants to stop these killings that's going on. He wants to make an impact. He wants to make a difference. He wants to help people. Which is what most police officers do when they start the job. They want to make a change to make a difference mm-hmm. to improve quality of life for people. So as as opposed to that, there's there's no real I didn't see much difference in the backstory. Okay. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I wasn't looking too hard, but it was just basically each game. Leon turns up. He's running a little late, and he comes across a zombie, and then he meets up with Claire, and then they try and drive to the station. That's pretty much it. Just obviously, with better graphics.
0: So you've said in in our discussions on the Resident Evil Two remake that um, it's there's there's a lot more tension. There's a lot more actual well let me put it this way would you say that the Resident Evil 2 remake is a return to foam on survival horror games so like if you look back at Resident Evil 5 Resident Evil Six you know they they weren't really horror games they were sort of run and gun action games would you say that Resident Evil 2 the remake is a return to form in survival horror?
1: Well just just really quickly Resident Evil five was the very first fleshed out full co-op experience which made it special in my eyes um it was more action orientated although if you cranked up the difficulty you could soon turn it into a survival horror um resident evil six they just tried to add so much story an overarching story over a couple of weeks that it just it was a bit of a garbled mess in my opinion I like playing as some characters more than others. The the problem with Resident six is that you couldn't skip some cutscenes. So if you've seen it before, you had to sit through them and it was very long-winded and the
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Resident Evil 2, the the fleshed out new remake, is is definitely a return to form. It's it's not sort of um dragging on the the, the coattails of Resident Evil 7, but it's kinda like you play a Resident Evil 7. And then when you go into Resident Evil 2 afterwards, Resident Evil 2 is the, if you can uh, just look at it this way, Resident Evil 7, right, is the original Mr. X in high graphics. Mm-hmm. Not the new one, but the original walking towards you, right? So the whole game is you've got this tension, there's there's not exactly things following you, but it's first person, and you don't know if you can run by things, you, you're trying to survive, you you know where. No inclined trained to do this things are happening it's all molded it's all weird it's very atmospheric and resident evil 2 when you start playing that right if you imagine mr x in a bit more high def walking towards you the resident evil resident evil 2 og character right he's walking towards you resident evil 2 remake is what happens when mr x gets punched and knocked out flying left right as resident evil 2 the new Mr X comes flying towards you while dmx X is gonna give it to his blasted high as he's walking towards you not the atmospheric right he's walk- wandering towards you and you hear dmx playing X gonna give it to you as he's hurtling towards you and you just think this is gonna be something special that's the way I see it anyway it's it's sort of like it's a return to form and then something okay. it really is it's it's been nothing but enjoyable to a point where I I've been screaming at the screen a few times what how did he grab me from there how dare you
0: Okay, so I'll preface my next question with, there's a lot of folks on social media asking for this. Every time that Capcom or the Resident Evil team say anything about the Resident Evil 2 remake, it's invariably in there. The first 200,000 comments are the same thing that I'm going to talk about in a moment. But I'll point out, before I do, when we were on the Arcade Attack podcast, I mentioned that there is a music video for a song called Don't Be Afraid by,
1: uh, one of my, the, the VR experience, yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. And the, the entire music video is, so the music video is for a Japanese rock band called Lark and Shell, which is French for, which I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of, which is French for the Ark in the Sky or the Rainbow and, their song was used to promote Resident Evil 7 using the Resident Evil 7 engine. And I think, really, it was a bit of a teaser for the release of the Resident Evil 2 remake because essentially it takes place in Raccoon City as you drive in. And if you actually watch it now, most of the the assets that they used to make it are the actual assets that they used to make the game. So it starts just outside of the uh, petrol station, the gas station that the game starts at. Nobody would have known that. Nobody outside of Capcom would have known that at the time, but it starts at the exact same point. I link it in the show notes, but during the music video, essentially they drive into the town and they are attacked by Resident Evil 2 baddies and then nemesis. So with that in mind and with the fact that um, everyone on Twitter is begging for, right now, quick, now, release Resident Evil 3 in this same engine. Now, 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 right now, do it now. I'm not saying do it tomorrow, I'm saying do it right now, because I want to play it now. Quick, 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 you're not releasing it fast enough. Hmm. Do you think that a Resident Evil 3 remake would work in this engine? And, more importantly, would you actually want to play it?
1: Well, I'll, I'll start off by saying that Capcom have gone on record saying that if the fans want a Resident Evil 3 remake, they should let them know which they've probably got millions of people bugging them for right now. It would work. I even think the vast maps that you got in Resident Evil 3 going through uptown um, Raccoon City, downtown Raccoon City, the park, the, the labs at the end, the remnants of the RPD building. It'd be interesting to see if they could make it flawless like the Resident Evil 2 remake, so there's no loading screens between the doors or any of the transitions. Um, there's no transitions, there's no door animations. It'd be really cool if they if put in a door animation just to just to mess with the players. But a remake of Resident Evil 3 is a different kettle of fish because of the amount of trouble I've had with the green McTwatty face. <laughs> I can only imagine a more stronger, veiny teeth, veiny rocket launcher McTwatty face, um, who would end up screaming stars all the time, would get... Scary as hell, tense, annoying, and want to stab his eye out <laughs> yeah. with nothing but my toenail and anything else I can get my hands on. Would I play it? Yes, I would want to play it, but I'd be apprehensive and wouldn't want to play it at the same time. I'd be okay until you got to the RPD building, and once you saw Nemesis, it'd be a case of do I fight him or do I put the pad down and go sit down in a, in a very light room with blankets around me, with various Nerf guns pointed at the door. Yes, I would do that. Um, And I'd have Jaffa cakes just to calm me down. I would very much look forward to it. I think it would be absolutely awesome. However, I also know how things work, and I'm not going to jump on the, the bandwagon of, I want it now, I want it now, because things take time to develop. Things take time to program. It'll definitely be in the back of my mind on the back burner, as in, If it does happen, I'll look forward to it, but I'll do exactly the same for Resident Evil 2 Remake, whereas I'll look at very little of it. And I can definitely say if anyone can do that, if they've got the resolve not to look at something to do with a game or even a movie uh, or anything that's going to be released, if you avoid everything, my God, the payoff, it hits you in the face. It's so much better. That's why when I first played Resident Evil 2 Remake, And then when Mr. X showed up, I had no clue how he was going to act. I had no clue that he was going to follow you. And more importantly, I had no clue that the main entrance hall is no longer a safe place. Mm -hmm. And that led me to put the pad down, turn it off, and come back to it after essentially having an hour-long panic attack after being sleep-deprived for 36 hours because I couldn't sleep from work and I had the day off. And I thought, I'm going to play stuff until it releases and I'm going to play it at midnight on hardcore. Big mistake. you know. And I'm going to go against Mr. X and then... You know, he's going to show up like in the original, I'll shoot him, he'll go down, I'll pick up ammunition, and I'll keep going, he'll have have scripted times where he comes up. No, he's going to follow you like the green twatty face he is. Such a bigger impact, a more forceful impact, the fact that I didn't play the one-shot demo, I didn't read anything up about it. As it stood, when it was released, you knew more than me about the game, Mm -hmm. which I was quite happy at. You know, I was quite happy for you people to know more. I told people when I talked to them, tell me nothing or I'll hurt you. I mean,
0: go back to Grenade to the Face to get the full version of the, the story that Scrooge telling, but I still feel pretty bad for not telling you that this Mr. X character follows you around the, the building rather than it being scripted sections only because I knew it would affect you.
1: It, it had the desired impact. But what you got to remember is I, I played that game after being so sleep-deprived mm. and so knackered, but so hyped about it. So it was a a weird mix of chemicals and emotions. (laughs) Um, I played that game on hardcore. So I had very little health left because any wallop on hardcore puts you on danger. So I'd gone through, I'd gone through copious amounts of zombies. I had managed to scrape by liquors, which can instantly kill you on hardcore mode, which is, let's face it. It's a bit of a dick move. And then I came up to Mr. X and I was on danger and I had one, acid round which I shot at him and I stunned him and I tried running round and I thought if I can get to the main hall I've got more ammunition in the box there and I got to the box I got to the main hall I turned round and he was still chasing mm-hmm. hence why I called him green McTwatty face but I wouldn't feel bad it made me feel I have a full-blown panic attack which it took me an hour to calm down from but I've had panic attacks before it's 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 nothing bad thing is that I specifically asked you not to say anything so it's my fault
0: well, no, I mean, to be fair, if you were to tell the production team via me, because, you know, you can't speak Japanese, if you were to tell the production team, this game has such great tension in it, it gave me a full blown panic attack. I think, firstly, they'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And then they'd be like, oh my goodness, we did it, lads.
1: That was awesome. I got the full impact of it, and that forced me to sort of regroup the next day. Mm-hmm. So. I played that Thursday, midnight, Friday, first thing in the morning when it first came out. Then after I'd experienced that point, I text Ike. I said, have you got to this point yet? And he'd only just got up to it. And I said, do you reckon you can give me any advice? Because he's he's really starting to whoop whoop me now. And the first thing he said was going on easy difficulty. Mm -hmm. Because I was was, um, very foolish starting on hardcore. And then he said, because I wasn't going to look online. Because some people got the game a day early completed it and there were puzzle solutions and all sorts i'm not going to do that yeah i got like some advice from him and he looked on like just advice online as well and he said some people have said if you get a few rooms away from him and just walk Mm. your muffled footsteps no matter what surface you're walking on whether it be wood or marble mr x gets confused between you and zombies so it takes him longer to find you yeah i'm so glad he told me that because if not i'd well Claire's brains would have been splatted more areas of the RPD building instead of just in one area.
0: So with that in mind, I've seen another bunch of folks say, but what about the Silent Hill fans? That's not fair. Do you think that the re-engine would work for Silent Hill? Or do you think that this should relieve the original Silent Hill where it is and focus on the Resident Evil games? What do you think?
1: The original Silent Hill would work well in an R re-engine style. Mm-hmm. Because it's a Konami game, they can't use the ARI engine. No, of course, an updated Silent Hill, if you did it right, I think it would work. But a lot of the tension in that game came from um, limitations of the PlayStation. So you had like the fog, which made it easier for the the PlayStation to load up new areas. So you had the fog, which made it harder. Harry Mason was an idiot. He couldn't aim straight. He wobbled when he ran. He couldn't shoot straight either. He didn't hold the gun right. Obviously, the ever-transforming town surrounding i can't remember her name do apologize but the the main girl Mm -hmm. who was tortured and held hostage and beaten by the cult of the town her fears became solidified in the town so certain enemies represented certain parts of her psyche The, the abuse she suffered and things she was scared of prime example one of the monsters the sound of that monster is the same sound of the boiler in the school because the boiler in the school scared her, and someone told her that there was a monster down there. So when you fight an iconic boss in there, it's got the same sound as the boiler in the school when you go into the sub-basements. It would work. Again, like Resident Evil 2, it'd have to be done right. You couldn't half-arse it. Yeah. But looking at it realistically, just judging by what Konami's done... Over the past couple of years, which has basically been releasing Pachinko machines, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, But apart from there's a, I think there's a new Castlevania mobile game coming out either this year or next year. I can't remember what it's called. There's been teasers in Japanese. I can't read Japanese. Well, there's been a few teasers for it. But to be absolutely real, it'd be nice if it would be released. But I don't think Konami is going to do anything with the Silent Hill franchise now okay remake or just new ones i think they're just concentrating on pachinko machines which if you're into pachinko awesome
0: the thing with pachinko is it's a huge industry in japan you know it's not just yeah video gamers who get to play the
1: games you know yeah if you're into pachinko it's great but anyone living outside of japan probably gonna go what's pachinko yeah
0: yeah unofficially it's a form of gambling it's a legalized form of gambling it's not officially that but that is you know unofficially it's a legalized form of gambling
1: i'd love to give it a go It seems fun, Pachinko. I mean, it's very popular, so I'd love to give it a go myself, but I don't think I'll ever get around to going to Japan. But that's the best way I can describe it. It's a vertical pinball machine, but you put in steel ball bearings, and there's different parts where your ball bearings can land, and you might get more of the little ball bearing things. It makes noises. There's a degree of luck and skill involved, and you win prizes, prize counters. So that's the best way I can describe Pachinko. Yeah. Uh, it, started, it started decades ago, didn't it, Pachinko?
0: But that's not what the, this podcast is about. Maybe it is. what well, it's about when I go to Japan. So for the listeners who don't know, you should totally follow us on Twitter. So for the listeners who don't follow us on Twitter, I'm going on a vacation to Japan in April. So Squidgy and I are actually, we have a couple of meetings where we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with the podcast whilst I'm away. Because we might not be able to record any episodes because I'm 18 hours ahead at that point. So I may take some recording equipment with me and just record random thoughts and things and maybe run into, if I run into anyone out there who's willing to talk about stuff, I can do that. But that's for, potentially, for me. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Bringing it back to Resident Evil, I've got one silly question for you. Uh So Resident Evil 2 came out in 1998, right? Uh Resident Evil 2 the remake came out in 2019. That's a gap of 21 years, right? Mm. So do you think that in 2022, we could see a remake of what is clearly the most important game in the entire series, Resident Evil Gaiden?
1: I think it's entirely possible, and I'm excited for that prospect. I think I might contact Capcom via Twitter and say, forget Resi 3, it's Gaiden. We want a part of. It should be on the Switch, I think. i think it should be on the switch it should be exactly the same where it's rhythm based but you could have like touchscreen stuff on it i think it's it's definitely possible and in my opinion it's more important than the resident evil 3 remake which fans keep banging on about there should be a Gaiden remake because obviously you know there's nothing better than playing this barry motherfucking burton you know he's on a boat
0: in your opinion would a potential resident evil Gaiden remake use the same sort of line dancing, rock band, golf-style battle system, would it still be a top-down, almost like an RPG, or would it be the similar sort of engine?
1: I'd love it to be a similar sort of engine, but with just more updated graphics. That would be absolutely wicked. Maybe if it came out on the Switch using the thing where you could use the Joy-Con okay. instead. You know, so at certain points, instead of going left and right, instead of pushing a button, you have to like swipe forward to shoot. That kind of thing. Or hold the the Joy-Con where one of the shoulder buttons is like a trigger and you shoot or swipe. Or maybe if you're flipping between the pistol and the knife, instead of pushing a button to shoot, you have to swipe the knife instead. So it's more timing based. So it feels more immersive to a point. You know, something like that.
0: If Capcom decided, hey, we're going to release a remake of the the Gaiden game, would you buy it?
1: I would buy it and I would play it to death.
0: <laughs> wonderful. What a wonderful thing to leave this conversation on. If they released a Resident Evil 2 style version of Resident Evil Gaiden, you would buy it. I wonder what uh, Dylan Arcane Attack would think of that.
1: He'd, he'd probably curse me <laughs> and uh, curse at me and um, travel down to Cakeland in his uh, his forklift to the Shenmue Shimmy just to come to my front door, knock on the front door, I answer it, he hits me, slaps me across the face and then just drives off really slowly, <laughs> you know. And his forklift doing the shimmy shimmy back up the motorway.
0: I mean, I would not put it past him. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Fair enough, brilliant. Um, so, in that case, then uh, this will be us signing off of this episode. Hopefully, we're going to do at least one more. If that's all right with you, Squidge. That is going to be um, essentially your thoughts on the fourth survivor and tofu survivor mode when you unlock those. So we might have to do those in a couple of, maybe in a week or so, give you a chance to unlock it, unlock them and play them. And then maybe we can do something like that. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Excellent. Okay. So I guess all that remains for me to say is, uh, thanks everyone for giving this a listen. um, if you like our show, obviously, uh, tell your friends about it. Give us a, a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. And uh, if you feel so inclined, you don't have to do this, but if you feel so inclined, head over to co com slash media. There'll be a link in the show notes to see whether you want to support us. Ko-Fi is different from Patreon, so Patreon is you're asking for a monthly donation, this monthly support. Ko-Fi is, you could do a one and done and leave, and that can be for as much or as little as you want. If you feel like you want to do it, you don't have to, but if you do want to, then that would be really cool. We've got a bunch of bonus stuff that we're going to be releasing on Ko-Fi that you will only get if you go to Ko-Fi. So uh, there was an episode that we released on the Patreon. We're going to release that on the Ko-Fi stream as well, uh, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. It's not just Waffling Tailors on Ko-Fi. By going to Ko-Fi and potentially supporting the J&J Media Network, you're supporting Waffling Tailors. You're supporting Don Nicole's Show, which is my podcast all about programming. Uh, you're supporting Ask a Brit, which is where my friend Jay Miller asks me a bunch of stupid questions about being a, a British person. And you're also supporting uh, Productivity in Tech, which is Jay Miller's show all about being uh, productive in the technology space or just learning productivity hacks you're also supporting the dev Taco podcast which is a podcast all about chilling out and just finding time to just be yourself and, and do that so if you want to support us you can the best way to support us however is to go on to itunes apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, whatever leave us a rating and uh, that way more people will hear about the show we can do more episodes so with that being said Check the show notes for a link. So click onto the show notes in your podcatcher of choice. Head over to the full show notes, which will be linked in your podcatcher. I don't tend to put the full show notes in with the episode just because, you know, I want people to come through to the website and have a look. So definitely do that. And um, we will catch you again. So by the time you're hearing this, there will be a new episode already out. This is how good we are. We produce that much content that you're getting content to the face that often. There'll be an episode in a couple of days called Damn Squidgy that's a continuation of our conversation with The Bee all about Resident Evil. This time, this episode pertains to a very specific board game. So you'll have to listen out for that and leave us a comment and tell us what you think of it. But that is the future. This is the past because by the time you hear this, it will have happened in the past. So I will say I will see you all again. And Mm squidgy thank you ever so much for talking to us about resident evil 2 the remake and uh well i guess see you later squidgy
1: see you later squidgy
0: Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectral Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.